Hello, I'm Dr Helen Noble and I'm a lecturer in Health Services Research at Queen's University, Belfast. And today I'm talking to Yushra Harasha. And we're discussing a recent commentary in evidence-based nursing, which was concerned with intermittent pneumatic compression and whether or not this is effective in reducing proximal DBT. Yushra is a research scientist from the Royal Perth Hospital. Hello, Yushra. Hello, Helen. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you for the invitation. That's okay. So can I first ask you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your current position? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, so as you said, I am a uh, research scientist, so my background for a summary would be that I graduated from the medical science course at Curtin University in 2011. I majored in haematology, immunology and microbiology, uh, then decided to sort of pursue the research pathway and then went on to do an honours project in haematology, finishing that in 2012. And in 2014, I met Dr. Ho, and that's where I have since started doing my research assistant or research scientist work on critical care patients, mostly focused on venous thromboembolism and pursuing uh, postgraduate studies. So my current position uh, is mostly involved in looking at uh, screening techniques used to identify venous thromboembolism in critical care patients, so mostly laboratory-based, so thromboelastographs along with some other laboratory assays. Okay. Um, and can you tell me a little bit about what we know in relation to the topic that was discussed in the EBN commentary? This commentary is focused on the CLOTS randomised controlled trials, which stands for clots in legs or stockings after strokes. And it basically focuses on mechanical prevention of deep vein thrombosis in these immobilised stroke patients. So the CLOTS 1 and, true, one and 2 trials, they're you know, a few years old now. Uh, they were run initially out of the UK and they focused on the graduate compression stockings and they were unable to identify a re risk reduction between com compression stockings or no compression stockings in the stroke patients, whereas the third uh, CLOTS trial which took place between December 2008 and September 2012, uh, focused on the use of intermittent pneumatic compression. And it was carried out across 94 UK hospitals. It was a multi-centre parallel group randomised controlled trial. The results were initially published in 2013 in The Lancet. And this uh, health technology assessment, which also, also went over the cost effectiveness, was published in... 2015. So basically, it's just uh, going through the, the procedures that they went through. So basically, what the authors did was to enrol a number of patients and allocate them to either the treatment arm or the control arm. So they successfully managed to enrol 2,876 patients with an equal number into each of the control and treatment arms, so 1,438 each. And basically, the you were eligible for inclusion into this trial if a patient had suffered a stroke within three days and were randomised from either the zero to the third day. 
or if a patient was admitted to hospital and had a stroke within that initial three-day period. Um, if you are under the age of 16, uh, suffered a stroke due to subarachnoid hemorrhage, uh, you were excluded or anybody that had a contraindication to the intermittent pneumatic compression devices. So that includes like leg ulcers or arteriosclerosis or edema. And also patients that uh, already had a DVT and they were uh, worried about uh, any complications or leg swelling. So basically that was the inclusion criteria and what they wanted to measure was if the intermittent pneumatic compression was effective in reducing proximal DVT and if it was cost effective. Okay. Okay, thank you. So could you tell me a little bit then about the strengths and weaknesses of the methods that they used in this study? Yeah, sure, I can do that. Basically, this trial was actually well-powered. It was 90% power, and it was able to detect a 3.6 absolute relative risk difference between the treatment group and the control arm. So patients who were enrolled into the uh, treatment arm had an incidence of proximal DVT uh, 8.5% versus 12.1% in the control arm. It included a, a high number of patients that were enrolled, 2,876. The ultrasonographers were blinded to the treatment allocation. Uh, the nursing staff and obviously the caregivers and patients weren't able to be blinded because of the, the nature of what the actual intervention was. It had good internal and external validity. The baseline characteristics were quite similar between the patient groups and they, the patient characteristics were also quite similar to the Scottish Stroke Care Audit, which... Uh, enabled the external validity, and it was also randomised on a one-to-one -one ratio. The trial was not powered to detect a difference in cost or in health-related quality of life, but the authors of this study did state, however, that in order to achieve this, uh, these outcomes – the sample size would have to be uh, would be prohibitively expensive. That was the phrase that they used. So, um, for to detect whether or not this would cause a, a, a risk reduction, then for that for these purposes, then it did work. Um, a number of the other things that weren't measured was that um, pulmonary embolism wasn't systematically screened for. So the frequency of VTE, so venous thromboembolism, uh, it may have been underestimated. Um, one of the other things was that because of not being able to blind the nursing staff to the treatment allocation, um, there was an excess use of the graduate compression stockings in the control, uh, sorry, the treatment arm. So the patients that had the IPC, um, and that sort of may have led to the explanation of why so many of the IPC patients actually had skin rashes. 
Uh, that's all I can sort of summarise at the moment. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Okay. And so just briefly, what do you think are the main implications for clinical practice from this study? Basically, the overall implication is that intermittent pneumatic uh, compression reduces the risk of proximal DVT and it should be considered in immobilised stroke patients um, unless there is a contraindication or cost is an issue. And another thing that should be considered is the appropriate patient groups um, who might benefit from it the most. And in terms of technical problems, the nursing staff or whoever administering administering these treatments should be aware of uh, correct fitting of sleeves and uh, just basically the overall use of the devices and high or low pressure and whatnot. Okay. Um, great. And then what one final message could our listeners take from this research from your perspective? Basically that intermittent pneumatic compression should be used on all immobilised stroke patients unless cost is, an, cost is an issue or there's a contraindication. And the use of graduate compression stocking, stocking should be re-evaluated in accordance with the results of the previous two trials. Okay, well, Risha, thank you very much. Thank you.